Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Renee Subcenters podcast. And I'm joined by my trusty roommate, Broody, my favorite German, Andrea Pekovic, once again. And we're bringing it to you. We're doing this actually in the evening. So we're not A, rushing to the post office or <laughs> rushing to get into a car to go to the courts. Because and we, by we, Renee we, means me. <laughs> that's exactly a correct mundo. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, we decided to do it in the evening because we're going to have a little sleep in tomorrow and we're going to have a normal breakfast and we're going to enjoy ourselves in the morning because we don't have to get out of here. Well, by we, we mean you <laughs> don't need to get out of here at the crack. So, uh, so anyway, it was a great day. Oh my God. We had some upsets today. Mm. Oh, I don't even know where to start, but I guess we should start with the biggest upset of the day. The world number one and eager Shiontech is out of the tournament, Petko, mm. what in the F and F? She gets through what we consider to be two unbelievably tough first mm. rounds in former champion Sophia Cannon, Danielle Collins, a former finalist, and she battled through them both. First set against Cannon, battled the entire match, coming back from 4-1 down against Danielle Collins and loses to a 19-year-old mm. Czech player, what the F do they put in their water in the Czech Republic? <laughs> Nuskova takes her out. Your thoughts, you called the match. I called the match. Well, right off the bat, before I say anything about Iga, Linda Noskova, from the middle of the second <clears throat> set on, was red hot yep. and streaking. Yep. There is a reason for that. We will talk about it, that Iga tactically could have done maybe a few adjustments that would have helped that. But this has to be said right up front from three all in the second set until the end of the match. Linda Noskova played some of the best tennis that I've seen from her. But generally, and we had an incredible stat um, that said that Noskova was hitting the ball harder than Medvedev and Oje Aliasim, who were playing at the same, same time. time on Margaret Court Arena. So just to give you an idea, this, this was a really tough matchup for Iga, despite the name being maybe a lesser name than a Cannon or a Danielle Collins. Here's what I will say about Iga. We both know that she's an anxious person. Actually, not off the court, but as a tennis player, she's an anxious person. That anxiety drives her 
to be the best in the world. That's yep. what makes her work so hard. That's why she's so intense on court. But she is an anxious person. And I do think this draw took a lot of energy out of her. Mm -hmm. And she played them at a in a good form. She played Danielle Collins in a good form. And she played Sophia Cannon at a very good form. So these were not... They were in a good form or she was in a good form? They were in a good yeah, form. Yeah, yeah. Like she, they weren't like Sophia Cannon coming back from injury or Danielle Collins... Coming not back making, from her surgery yes, and all that. Yeah. Not making any shots. They were playing good tennis, yeah, played really good, good yeah. tennis. And I think it took a lot of mental energy. It took... We just saw... We were we, the only match that's still going on is Zverev, and we just saw him miss, literally completely miss a forehand volley. Like, <laughs> yeah, not, not like, worst. miss it wide. Like, he actually missed ran up ball. to hit it, and he missed the ball. So, anyway, carry on, because he's about was, to win. But that was a shocking. Sorry. That Car was literally the worst shot I've ever seen I think seen that's the worst shot I've ever seen it. Although, anyway, carry on. I got, I got another one because okay. uh, Wang today missed an overhead on top of the net. Were you watching that match when she missed oh, the ball yes, on top of the so net? Oh, yes, that was so important in the time. Oh, no, at 6-5. Yeah, I was like, in the third. huh? Anyway, yeah, we will carry talk on about, about uh, Iga. Um, I think it took a lot of mental energy out of her. I think it yeah. also took some... We know Do she's super Do you think she relaxed fit. after getting through? Not relaxed because Iga doesn't know how to relax, like not when it comes to her tennis. But do you think it took a lot out of her into the point where she was probably like, okay, whew, through that test, all right, now I've got a young player that's very good, blah, 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 but boy, it's no Danielle Collins slash Sophia Cannon. I do think there was some to it. I don't think that she relaxed because she's not the type of player to relax, but I do think that she, uh, she had, they had played before and Iga won fairly easily, 6-4, 6-1. Um, Where was that? In Pra, no, in Warsaw, actually. Oh, that's on right, yes, on Hardcore. Warsaw, yeah. on Hardcore. And um, and so I do, but I do think that she expected her to play worse. And yeah. if everything had gone normal, this would have been a six four six four match. Yeah. And it would have or been a, a tough match. Like yes. it was in Poland. Exactly. It would have been a tough match, but Noskova just unlocked another pace. And I think she was with her back to the wall and she just said to herself, fuck this. I'm, if I go out, I'm, I'm going, going out. out swinging. And all of a sudden she was seeing the ball. Laura Robson, who was calling the match with me, said it. She's seeing the ball as big as a football and she kept stepping in yep. more because she was seeing the ball so, so big and she was just feeling it. But I do think that it took a lot of out, a lot out of Iga and we had an interesting stat. She was, and when has that ever happened for Iga Sviantek? She was, of the players remaining in the draw, she was the one with the second longest match playing of all at the Australian Open. She's been on court for five hours yeah. and six minutes. I don't think that's ever happened for her mm -hmm. to have to fight through these tough, tough, yeah, tough and then all of a sudden, rounds. And then the doubt creeps in, creeps in a little bit, right? So you saw that again, like in her previous match with Dan Danielle Collins, she was set into love. And then all of a sudden, kind of got a little bit tight, missed a one or two returns, and then that gives Danielle Collins a little bit of hope, and then she goes, fuck it. Like, Danielle Collins is that type of person It's like, mm. oh, well, I'm just going to throw caution to the wind now because I, I can, because I have the ability to do that and hit the ball hard. She's not going to be like, like, Svitolina's not going to really go, oh, fuck it, and start hitting winners. I mean, she can, sort of. She has picked it up, definitely, but, but the, she's not the... Not the serve, yes. like, like this, maybe Svitolina's the wrong person, maybe, you know, somebody else. Coco Goff. Well, yeah, maybe Coco's not going to really start. Caroline Wozniacki. Yeah, okay. There, there's a better, better example. But, but Nuskova, on the other hand, just as you said, nothing to lose. Start stepping in, and all of a sudden, maybe the scar tissue of the previous matches here at the Australian Open, particularly the Daniel Collins, maybe started creeping into her mind a little bit. 
and then the crowd also were getting mm. on um, and into it and getting wanting Noskova to like keep going and they wanted a more more of a match so then they were like really loud and that kind of affects you if you're a bit of an anxious person which eager is and then all of a sudden and Darren Cahill was saying on our coverage that he felt like that eager just played her into the match by continuing to yeah. just want to hit the ball harder and harder and harder. And Noskova's the type of person that's perfect for her. All the Czech mm. players love flat, hard balls. They mm. grew up playing a lot indoors, and that was perfect for her, as opposed to continually putting a little bit more spin on the forehand, throwing up a couple of high balls, um, kicking the serve as a first serve, as opposed to only as the second serve. Because when your opponent is standing back anticipating a flat first serve they're not really expected and or expecting a kick serve as a first serve and then often they make errors on that so I think that tactically eager did not play a great match in the end as well well let's get uh, but we've got to give credit to Noskova no no that's why I said she's going to be good yes that's why I said up front this needs to be said she was red hot and streaking because I think every time we talk about players like Iga Svantec when we talk about players like Novak Djokovic um we are criticizing, quote-unquote, yeah. on the highest level. standards yeah. of levels and the sort of perfectionism they bring to themselves as well. Yeah. Like, if I had been the ego, the worst ego version, if I had ever been that good, I would have been the happiest person to ever exist, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is not a standard I hold myself mm-hmm. up to, but I think this is something that we need to, um, that we just need to emphasize, that this is the standard we hold them up yeah, to, Yeah, and that's right? why she's so good, you know, so... Yeah, but let's get into the game plan, because I want to get... And we'll get through it quickly. There are three things. Number one, we had a stat. Noskova in the first set was playing approximately 55% cross courts on her backhand and 45% down the lines. In the second set, she was playing up to 60% backhand down the lines and under 50% backhand cross courts. What that means, we know... They're players who have big backhands, big backhands down the line, trouble eager. On a fast court. On a fast court, yep. exactly. Yep. Clay, completely different Rubakina, story. Sabalenka. Rubakina, Sabalenka. Even, even Danielle Collins. And even Jess Pagula when she beat her in Montreal. Can yes, hit that backhand great down the backhand really down well. the line. She plays it, she takes it so early that she takes... But this is the one shot you can rush eager on on a fast surface is with the backhand down the line that is fairly seamless. Noskova changed her game plan in the second set, whether that was uh, thrown at her from outside or whether she had the instinct for it. That was one of the things. The other thing is Iga Sviantek, she kept insisting on returning on the same position. I know. Oh, you've got to change your, your return position up from time to time, particularly when you're playing against a server who hits really big flat serves, which exactly. is what Discover does. Yes, flat, you, a lot of flat serves. So the flat is going to come straight to you. Okay, she might ace you here and there, but you also, she, she's young. You have to get in her head a little bit, and Eagle was so stubborn, was standing on top of the baseline trying. Match point was a perfect example. It was a really good serve, but if she'd been standing maybe two or three feet back further that would have been a routine forehand instead it had to be perfect and she hit it long mm. so yeah very stubborn I'm, I'm surprised that you know her coaching box wasn't like telling her to at least mix it up a little bit mm. um, but that was an error on her on her half and not hitting enough variety of and ball. that's the third and thing she exactly. has the spin eager to be able to hit a high ball she'll, she'll do it on clay yeah. she'll throw up a high ball every now and again and that's what she should have really been probably doing in this particular match 
Well, yeah, exactly. That's the third thing. You mentioned it before already that she didn't really change it up. She didn't... Uh, slices are not her thing, but as you said, she yeah. can hit the heavy forehand rotation. She should have tried that a little bit. She didn't. And again, just we started with it and we're going to end with it. Linda Noskova played an unbelievable match. Yeah. She absolutely deserved this win. She was so cool. She was so yeah. collected and calm and then overwhelmed by emotions after the match. But the way she kept them in... And I said it at the top of the third set. I said it on, on air because I called her match, match against Anjabur. And a similar thing happened. She lost the first set really close. Then she went on a red-hot streak in the second set and then pulled back again in the third and lost it. And I said on air, she's already had that match where she pulled back. She will not do that again. Yeah. And she didn't. And that just shows you how good this kid is going to be. She's 19 years old. Um, I what think on grass. did they feed them in the Czech Republic. Well, you know what it is? They play against each other all the time in club That's tennis. number one. Number two, they have really good coaches. Again, yep. the two coaches that were in a box, David, ex-coach of Petra Kvitova, next to him, uh, Krupka, ex-coach of Pliskova, of Berdych. They have great coaches. Yep. There are two guys who ex have experience in winning slams or being in the latter stages of slams. Yep. They have talked to her. They have told her, you can beat her. These are the things you need to do. And she's went, she went on the court believing she, she can. Yep. And she did it. Yeah, so anyway. All right, well, uh, there we go. The number one seed is out of the tournament. Wow, shocking, um, particularly when she got through those first couple of matches. But... Uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles um, in this occasion. And it has absolutely opened up that half. Oh Entire half of the draw is unbelievable. We'll get to it because Kin Wen Chang got through an absolute like nail biter today. Mm -hmm. And she's probably a player. She was my player outside of the top 10 that could surprise. And I'm looking pretty good right now because she's in a section of the draw that looks really good. But she got through against her um, Chinese opponent, uh, Wang. What a great match point it was. Oh it was crazy. God. Oh, she my played, God. She played really well. She got a little... Uh, what, what do you think about her game, though, in general? So, um, first of all, she is the highest seed left in the section of the draw. She's the number 12 seed. So she is the highest seed left in that section of the draw, which already tells you that it has fallen apart a little bit. A little bit. Let me tell you who's in that section. Okay. Because we've got the, I've done the draw in front of me. Now Noskova plays Svitolina. Mm -hmm. Azarenka plays Jastromska. Paolini plays Kalinskaya. And Kin Wenchang plays Ocean Dodin. One of those people is going to make the final of the Australian Open. I said well, Svitolina is going to make the finals of the Australian Open. I really do believe that. I mean... Vika played really well today. Uh, I disagree. I thought she played... I thought she served pretty she well. She served really well. But the problem well. with Vika is that the serve comes and goes it comes bit. and goes and and she played a very inform ostapenko but a very not inform ostapenko today mm. she was not good ostapenko today she made so many unforced errors and yes you go oh she always makes unforced errors but she was making unforced errors that she wasn't making in the last couple of weeks mm. and she was missing a lot in big moments she was up five two in the second vika hung around she got back and she vika served very well, well. Yeah. when she needed to, she also double faulted a couple of times. She was also hitting second serves that were that a Noskova will hit a winner on. Mm -hmm. a, 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 an Igor Shantek would have hit a winner on, but Ostapenko was missing them left and right. So I just don't, and I obviously Vika's a two time champion here, so she knows how to win here at the Australian Open, but I didn't think her tennis was 
was that good today. It was just Ostapenko was having a bad Ostapenko mm. day. Well, and yeah. that, and and, and, I don't, and maybe maybe Vika was playing to the level, and you often do as a as a mm. player, you often play to the level of your opponent. And maybe she was just like in the first set, she was literally just hitting the ball in the court, and Ostapenko was making a million errors. So I don't know, but you have to obviously Ostap as a ranker knows how to win this tournament. So you clearly know that she can do it again, but she's up against her Stremska. That's a very tough draw. It's I mean, a, because the Stremska plays good. She's when like she Niskova. Yes. Like, and like a Anisimova, they just hit the ball so pure and yeah. so good. And she's come through qualifying. She's mm. played so many matches. Mm. So her confidence is high. She's young. If she stays fit and healthy, who knows? But you would think as a ranker would win that, but still that's a matchup that who knows? Plushcare.com/slash/achieve/today. Poor old Blinky Blinkova. Yeah, she was. Blinkova just couldn't bring it back today. She lost to Paolini, a completely different player to Rybakina. But she's Paol- kind of one of my favorite players, Paolini. Mine I too. Love her. I love her too. And it has to be said, Paolini has been playing really good tennis for the past few months. She was the MVP after Leila Fernandez during the Billie Jean King yep. Cup week. She won all of her matches yep. against really Indoors, tough opponents. which is not really Indoors. her thing. So um, she's been playing well. This is not coming out of nowhere for her, I want to say. She's literally my favorite player. I love watching her play. (laughs) She's She's like five foot one and a half. I mean, maybe five foot three. But she is, she has the heart of like three lions. It's unbelievable. And she's fun and she... Three lions on crystal meth. (laughs) You and your crystal meth. I'm going to write that joke till it dies. Roger Federer on crystal meth. She just... She just, she's just fun to watch. She's yeah. fun. She's tiny. She doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. She doesn't have huge weapons, but she's such a competitor. Yeah. And she beat Blinkova today. And now she plays Kalinskaya, who we've all known is a really good tennis player and yeah. hits the ball beautifully. Mm-hmm. Very similar in so many ways to so many Russians and Czech where they just hit such a pure ball. But she's always been a little bit... She plays different, though. Yeah. She's she has a little, little bit of spin on the forehand. And she plays good at the net. She plays angles. She's sneaky. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's been coached by um, Patricia Tarabini yeah. now for years and years and years. And if anyone, you know, is a true tennis fan for a long time, Patricia Tarabini was a very good singles player and a very good doubles player. Mm. Had every shot in the book. Like, what a crazy person to play against. She was a nightmare in so many ways. So I'm sure she's passed on a lot of her variety of her game into Kalinskaya's mm. game. And has allowed Kalinskaya to sort of grow and make the mistakes and 
and and be a bit dumb on the court and make dumb decisions. But I think Patricia's that type of person that sort of hasn't stopped her from being creative, but also has tried to discipline her and saying, look, you can do this and that, but you've got to, sometimes you've just got to hit the ball cross court. Yeah. You know, you can't be hitting a drop shot on everything or something. So uh, it's nice to see Kellen Sky, but I think that was a match that Sloane Stevens is going to really regret because she was up a break, I believe 3-1 in the third set. Yeah, she was. And ended up losing that match. And, you know, when you think about a, someone like a Sloane Stevens in that section of the draw as a Grand Slam champion, mm. at her best, we know that Sloane is unbelievable when mm. she's confident. So I think she'll be ruining that loss. But Kalinskai now against Paolini, I mean, that's just nuts. Um, and oh, Kinwen Chang plays yeah, Doden. Just, yeah. Where did Doden come from? From Qualis too, I think. Or no, was she, she did not she, come from okay, qualifying. So she was in the draw, but she played a qualifier today. Yeah. Um, Clara Burel. Ka- Clara Burel. Yeah. Who, oh, sorry, was in the draw. But, I but mean, let's talk she about the shit out of the belt. She does, especially oh. on the back end. I oh. played her in my last French Open. I played her I in know, the first round. I know, we're sitting round. there. Yeah, so I, I know her quite you. well. Um well, let's talk about Chin Wen because she has a lot of potential, obviously. We've been talking about her forever and she has a really nice combination of uh, Chinese mentality, um, very hard worker, uh, disciplined, disciplined, takes the ball early. Ah, this is actually the not, one thing not she disciplined. can... I'm saying discipline in fact that, you know, you can... Uh, the, the work ethic. The work ethic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very That's disciplined. And she, like listens you can hear i was sitting courtside today for that match so you can hear Perry reba who's coaching her telling her things and right away she's trying to implement yeah, them yeah. right um very good serve incredibly heavy forehand very good serve i think that the motion when is, it comes she hit i know when she hits it in it's very yeah, good but she hit today she hit 14 aces and when she had the first serve in, she won 85%. Yeah, no, no. She the, has a very big serve the, when it goes in. She has a big serve. She has that twitch I know, on that, the toss. The ball toss. Like, yeah. If I was, I mean, if I was coaching, I'd have had anxiety watching that. It's, it's, it's okay. It's not, it doesn't go off that badly. I know, but why does that happen? Like, can you imagine throwing the ball stops, toss up? Well, she t- stops, stops and, and then, then goes again. It's a, it's a little strange. The one thing I will say for her, she's incredibly talented. The sky's the limit. The one thing I will say for her, she doesn't take balls on the rise. And yeah. she lets her opponent that moves well, and Yafan Wang was moving well, into the, into the point over yeah. and over. And, so she, and that's why that match point went on for so long, because she keeps letting it I drop, know. and she hits it again. And because she's so good, that's she gets away with it. That's the Spanish influence. And that's the Spanish influence. And there is so much good in the Spanish influence, because she has that heavy <laughs> forehand, and she has that whip. But and she, she has spin, to... but she needs to approach those short balls and take them on the rise. Then she doesn't have to hit him yeah, so hard, yeah. doesn't have to take so much risk, just puts it. And she has such an explosive arm oh and explosive God, so first step. She will be basically part of the big three that we have or big four, big She's five, whatever really, we have. I think, I think on clay, when you think about how she pushed Ega that one year when yeah. Ega was not pushable on clay, she pushed her. Yeah. She's going to be really good on clay, so yeah. look out for Kinwen. But guess what? She's my outsider to do well here, and I think I'm looking pretty damn good because I think she's going to – I mean, if she plays at her best, she beats Doden, and I think she beats Kalinskaya or Paolini, and I think you'll see her in the semifinal. so I'm looking like a bloody genius right now. <laughs> but um, on the men's side, um, 
I think that's all with the women's. But uh, yeah. on the men's side, Svitolina got through it quite comfortably. Late. On the men's side, Svitolina. No, I'm saying Svitolina was the last one. Oh, okay. But Svitolina got through. I think I texted Sam Stozer after that. I go, Svitolina's going to be in the final. Like, and actually, listen, if Svitolina got to the final on the tournament, I'd be so bloody happy yeah. for her um, because she's been so close so many times at Grand Slam level. Wimbledon was a disaster where she lost that match yeah. um, where she should have won. Yeah. And I saw her in the locker room because she was literally let, right next to me in the locker room at Wimbledon. She was devastated. When I say devastated, devastated. She mm. was heartbroken like crazy. So I would love to see her get to the final. But there's a lot more tennis to go. The men's. Tommy, Tommy Paul. Paul. Oh, my God. I was there. He had two match points. Yeah. He had... He it was in the rally on the guy's serve. I believe it was at 6-4 in the tie break. He made a shocking forehand error, just shanked it, and you're just like, oh, God. Wait, is that shocking? Tommy Paul. I know, but he was, I mean, the guy hits the ball well. He just, it was just a bad error on the forehand. But when he, he always, I've called so many Tommy Paul's matches, and yep. he's so good. Yep. He's maybe so the fast. most complete athlete that so I've fast. seen in, on a tennis court. Every time... He can win a match that's really would be really important. He shanks three forehands, and the worst part is about that. Not the worst, the best part for him. He still wins most of these matches. That's how good he is. But well, unfortunately, when he did shank that forehand, I was like, okay, you got one on serve now. Yeah. He missed the first serve, and he was in the point, and he had a just a routine backhand and missed the backhand oh, in the net. Okay. Like what? That you don't see. That's yeah, like no. you just don't see that ever. No. So. That was shocking. And then the guy, just, you know, Kismanovic just stepped up. Ketsmanovic. Ketsmanovic <laughs> uh, stepped up to the plate after that and was like, oh, this guy's tight as fuck. I'm just going to go for it. And he did. And then the fifth set, I don't know. I don't know if there's something going on physically with Tommy. He yeah, did maybe. not look fresh and he did um, not look good. And I believe it was the, maybe the six-all point in the tie break. They played an unbelievably long point and he lost it, Tommy Paul. And he mm. keeled over and he was grabbing. He was just like dying. And you don't see that from no. him. Because he's like marathon man yes. he can play a 50 ball rally yes. and look like he hasn't even run so. no he is re- literally when i mean one of the most complete athletes i really mean it oh and yeah if you by that i mean somebody that is fast and endurant and explosive yeah, and quite strong i mean he's not obviously ben shelton no but he is pretty strong yeah i mean he gets a good pop on his backhand and serve uh, uh, I, I so love bad. Tommy Paul. Me I have too. to say, I really he's love such him a too. good kid, and he's such a great compare. All Americans are, I have to say, and I, I credit that to the American school system. Sport is it's, so important. Yeah. From the first moment you step foot in a high school, in a college, whatever it is, and I knew every time I stepped on the court against an American, I knew they were going to be incredible competitors yeah, yeah. whether they could play on clay or not or they were great tennis players but i knew they would compete from first moment to the last they would not complain except for coco van der hi coco we're colleagues now so i think she knows that she makes fun of herself so i think she knows but that was like that's such a great thing about americans um in all sports probably but in tennis it's very evident that yeah and i always say it's no accident that the two richest from or coming from wealthiest background are both americans i don't think any other country yeah would have three three yes three taylor really. fritz taylor jesse Fr- pagula and, and emma navarro and emma navarro exactly yeah, yeah. and they are all incredible competitors yeah. they all leave their heart out on the on the court oh he was it was so sad i don't know i as i said i think he had something going on in the fifth set with his yeah. legs um, but to but see, it has also so to be said, Miomir Ketsmanovic, he yeah, plays yeah. really well 
in Australia. Yeah. He likes like a medium fast hardcore. He plays almost like, and he's gonna hate me for saying that, but I mean that in the best possible way. He almost plays like the best woman in the world, if that makes sense. Because he plays very flat. He takes the ball hits fairly his early. He hits his forehand with a lot of spin. But for a man, less. Maybe, yeah. Yes, yeah. for a man, less. But yeah. for a, uh, I'm going to disagree with you on that one, but you do you, girlfriend. <laughs> you do you. And Mio Mir Kitzmanovic, as one American announcer once called him, Mishmir Kekman. <laughs> Are you serious? And I've said it so many times now. When I see him, I'm like, hey, Mishmir Kekman. And he's so pissed off every and I just can't stop myself. Oh my God, that's so fair. So funny. All right, sorry, Mimi, you had a win today and it was pretty spectacular. Four-hour match. He wins 6-4 in a six-love in the fifth set. Um, as a ranker, we already talked about won the match. You thought she played great. I thought it was, uh, it was okay. Well, we talk, let's talk about Let, the man because we've been already yeah, Alcaraz, Alcaraz, he just got the greatest match today against Jerry Shang. We were hoping because Jerry's so fun, mm. such a great guy, such a great player. He obviously went in with that leg injury. It was taped. It was not looking good. And you he don't want to play Carlos Alcaraz when you're injured because you have to run. Yeah. And so that was not going to happen. So 6-1, 6-1, D- and then a default. In uh, summary, he tried. In summary? How has Carlos Alcaraz looked to you? Okay. Yeah. But what's amazing is that he goes into every Grand Slam in the last 12 months as the favorite. And everyone's talking about him. But nobody nobody's talking, talking about, him, about here. him here. It's crazy. It's Djokovic yes. and Sinner. Yes. And maybe even Medvedev. Yes. And no one's yes. talking about it's so the true. guy that won Wimbledon last yes. year. Yes. Because for those of you at home who are listening, maybe not in Australia right now, um, you get a buzz when you're around the tennis about players. Yeah. You can feel yeah. people just mentioning names over and over it's again. Novak, 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 yes. Novak here. Yes, and you're right, exactly and right. Yannick Sinner and a little bit Benvedev, yeah. especially after today, I think. There was a lot Ooh. more Medvedev, I heard. But for example, on the women's side and on the men's side, Svitolina on the women's side, not one person has mentioned <clears> her. <throat> and Carlos Alcaraz... I have. I said she's getting to the final now. Yeah. Well, and Carlos Alcaraz on the men's side, strangely, there is just... Yeah, and like, that's a great place to be. That's a great place That to is be. a great place and to be. And he got through comfortably today, so physically he's going to be just feeling very good. What is up with which Oje Aliasim? But he, let's do it quickly because we've been overrunning our welcome. Don't we have to do like 10 to 20 minutes? We can do whatever we want. Oh, cool. But... Um, Medvedev looked really good today, considering he finished a match at 4 a.m. Uh, literally a day and a half ago. If he's, if FAA, what is he's so frustrating. Him? I just feel like he's so anxious and tight. He's kind of like the male version of eager, but mm. just not as good, obviously, mm. not as accomplished. But his serve is stiff. His groundies are stiff. I feel like he plants his feet too early. His volleys are so stony. Like he just, he's got brick hands when he comes into the net. I just want him to loosen up a little bit. Mm. I want him to like feel the flow of a match. I want him to feel. Somebody said to me today, who was sitting beside me, Wally Masur, who's a commentating of the world. Yeah. He said, "This guy's playing a mat. This guy's playing tennis out there, meaning FAA, and this guy's playing a match." You know, Medvedev just knows how to play the match and oh, how to that's so measure himself. Yeah. And Felix is like out there hitting balls and not really knowing what the hell yeah. he's doing. Yeah. And Medvedev is just, you could tell today, he was not good today. Like he was not solid, making so many errors for his standards. Yeah. And I was like, God, it's, you can tell that he's struggling a little bit. Mm. But he also knew he's never lost to this guy. This guy's going to give him free shit. And that's exactly what happened. He mm. just hung around. He actually played quite well, I fe- feel like, in the 
latter parts of the yeah. second set and the third set he played the way he, we know mm. he plays. So I think he's that's going to be huge for him. He'll get he got to bed. Yeah. He's going to get to bed by at least like maybe midnight. midnight. He'll get a good night's sleep. He'll be back onto the you know rhythm, rhythm of his schedule and everything. So I back look to R R. Back to R R. Regular rhythm. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. I was like, Brett, it's what? so late. Can we please go yeah. to sleep? All right, Zverev won his match, even though he played the worst volley we've ever seen in the history of the world. <laughs> and that's it, kids. I mean, the bottom line is Yastremska, Kalinskaya, all the pings. Oh, oh Hubie! And we... he didn't use five sets. Yeah, Hubie won in four sets. I love Hubie. He's one of my favorites. And Cam Norrie. I wanted to shout out Cam Norrie. He and played he was so well today. So well. well, we have to shout out one more. And I love that we are ending oh, with yes. him. Um, but Cam Norrie, already in the uh, previous rounds, he had some tough ones. He had a five-setter, seven-six yeah. in the third. But he had in the, in the fifth. fifth, sorry. But he had this like Indian Wells energy again. Remember uh, when he yes, won? Yes. And I feel like with him, it's a good court game, for him. It's a good court for him, and also with him, I feel like he needs to hang in the rallies for so long. It's really mentally tiring because he has to build the point, build the point, mm-hmm. build the point, and. He has that against Carlos Alcaraz because mm-hmm. for some reason he yeah. really wants to beat him. Yeah. And he had that in that season when he won Indian Wells. Yeah. And I felt some of that vibe of, of those energies again from he's, him. He's got a good game to beat Rude because he can take that backhand and slap it cross yes. court. And Rude, you know, he want, Rude wants to run about around the backhand. Yes. And all most yeah. big forehand and players. And it's so flat, right? So nightmare. he has to lift it up. Yeah. He looked great today. And he physically looks amazing. I saw him after the match. Oh, he's happy. He looks, I wasn't looking under his uh, shirt or pants. I just saw him walk by. He'd had a shower. Under, under the pants. Clearly, had, you're clearly homosexual because we don't look under the pants. Exactly. Thank you very much. G-A-Y. Um, and uh, Mr. Borges. Oh, my God. What a story. What a story. I mean, First, I'm bummed for Grigor because yeah, I love him. He's a very good friend of mine. And I do love, love him. him. And he fucked up in the fourth set. He had six, five serving and um, played an incredible point to get set point. Mm. And you thought, okay, it's over. And he was up five, two or three in the in the in the third, uh, in the fourth set as well. So he really should have won that set. But then at six five, he double folded, and he mm. hasn't. Been, that's the one thing he hasn't been, been doing, doing of late anymore, is yeah. double folding. Even after Medvedev's match, the on-court interviewer said, "Well, now it was Jim Corey. He said, yeah. you know, a player that you play next is um, Borges, you blah blah.'" And he goes, "Oh," and 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 Medvedev go, "Oh, he won that." Yeah, and he goes, and he said because Grigor was uh, on what did fire. He say? on fire he's lately. He's been on yeah. fire lately, so yeah. I'm sure that in Medvedev's mind, he's like, "Shit, I got to play Grigor now. He's playing great. This is yeah. gonna be really tough." Not that Bogus is not gonna be tough for him, yeah. but when you as a play are a great player and you your your opponents that you know are great go out, you kind of get that little mini sense of relief, like okay. Whew. I know I've got to beat this guy, but yeah. that kind of helps. Yeah. And you could sort of see it on his face. But Borges, what a great story. Such a great story. First Portuguese man or woman to make the second week of the Australian Open. That's awesome. And, and he went to he's college. Such a, yeah, and he's just such a good vibe. He has such great energy, that big smile. He's Portuguese. He's Portuguese. Great, I guess. I don't know. I don't know so oh, many Portuguese. Pe- oh, Portuguese people. people are so nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like, how I, I went. They're like was... the uber happy version of Spanish people. Oh, you nice. know, they're just really relaxed. My friend lives in Lisbon, so yeah. that's how I know. I was in Lisbon once. I loved it. it was one of my favorite vacations. But um, but yeah, he's just. <laughs> we digress. 
We digress. We yes. digress. It's at very midnight. late. It's midnight thirty, and uh, I think Caitlin, you have to edit a little bit. Huh? Midnight thirty. I've never heard that terminology, but anyway, everyone, it's twelve. Caitlin, edit a bit because this is too far. Too it's far and too long. Twelve thirty a.m. and uh, Petco and I are going to go to bed. We appreciate you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoy it. If you don't, well then just don't listen. But for everybody else, please subscribe and download us. We're here for you every single day to recap and wrap up the Australian Open. And one more thing. Oh, oh now you want to do one more yes, thing? Yes, one more thing for the person who knows how to exactly pronounce Nuno because they have this beautiful, soft way of saying words, Portuguese people. Uh-huh. I would love to get a voice memo from somebody pronouncing this name correctly, not like we butchered it. Borges? Our, our, Borges? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Okay, for anyone out there that speaks Portuguese, you can tweet me or Petko or just write on our little thing here and tell us exactly how to say his name. Anyway, guys, thanks again for joining us. It's very late and we love you all. Thanks for joining us today. We cannot wait again for tomorrow. Although, golly, with the women's draw, whew, there's going to be a surprise finalist. All right, guys, see you tomorrow. Tschüss. Oh, wait. Warten. Should we say... Gute Nacht. Gute Nacht. Gute Nacht.